Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargirl. Wolfman's got nards. Killer mommy. Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. Slap! Star child. What the hell did we just watch? <laughs> Hello, welcome once again to another edition of the All-American Spook Show podcast. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with my friend Will and the Professor Smoke. Happy New Year. Yes, this is... uh, (laughs) Even though it's Happy New Year. (laughs) This is the first episode of 2021, so 2020 is finally behind us, and we figured we'd kind of uh, take this opportunity to take a look back at at the year that it was, and we're going to call this episode... 2020 the book was better it'll just kind of i guess be an informal conversation about like maybe a lot of the movies and tv shows and stuff that we all watched this year uh not necessarily a top a top uh, five list or anything like that just uh some movies you know that i watched and and uh will and the professor watched that we'll just kind of throw out there is like hey i really enjoyed this i enjoyed that you know things that we recommend things we didn't like and just you know the the shitty year that 2020 was in general you know we can just talk <laughs> a little bit about that i guess now that we sit here in 2021 guys like uh will i guess i'll toss to you first what will be your lasting memories of 2020 uh, you know as we as we move forward what will you remember the most Wearing masks. That's about it. <laughs> Let's just leave that shit in the past if we could. I, if if, it, if <laughs> If only it were that easy just to like, you know, the, the calendar switches to January 1 and then we're done with it, you know? <laughs> so, uh, Smoke, what about you? What what do you, uh, what will you take away from 2020 and uh, somewhat leave behind? Well, I mean, I hope we get to leave behind some stuff, but who knows what 2021 is going to bring, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the mask wearing thing is going to, well, I mean, it's going to extend into 2021 as well, but hopefully it'll be better than 2020. The beginning of 2020 was actually uh, pretty nice. We went to Universal Studios. In like February, I believe it was, before you know the uh, <laughs> before the oncoming wave of craziness. The beginning started out good, and then March hit. And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I swear I might have had some. I might have had COVID, the Rona, back in uh, February. It's weird, you know. Before it was that big, and we came back from Universal, and I started. I was I was sicker than I'd ever been, like I could remember in recent memory, uh-huh. as far as like being like the fever chills and stuff like that, and then not tasting the food. But I mean, not tasting food kind of comes with. When you, when you get sick anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, not tasting or smelling or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know what it was, but it was. I usually don't get that sick like that. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I've, I've heard stories of people that, like, you know, very well could have had it, like, you know, before it was kind of public knowledge, so to speak, you know, like before it became a yeah. pandemic. So, yeah. hey, who knows? You never know, man. 
I, I think there are like antibody tests or something like a blood test or something you can take to like I guess it would show if you've had it or something like that. Had it before? Even. Yeah. Oh. Hopefully the yeah. the worst is behind us and we can push through and uh, get back to normalcy and and better times ahead. Um, as far as like movies and television shows and stuff are concerned, 2020 really put a, a damper on that. Specifically, like new release movies in movie theaters, mm. because pretty much since you know the 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 COVID went widespread, like in basically what mid to late March, just about every major movie theater chain in the United States. And I'm sure around the world too, but you know, we'll be more specific to here in the U S they pretty much shut their doors and have for the most part stayed shut. I mean, some kind of reopened what in around August or September. And then I think, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Regal, uh, shut it back down for the rest of the year or something like that. So movie theaters have been few and far between, but I guess the positive to glean from that was that the drive-in movie theaters have kind of had somewhat of a resurgence because of all this. So there was that throughout, you know, a positive note from it all. Yeah, even acting as sort of a, not just for movies, but I guess for uh, musical events. I know they had some, some of the drive-ins you know, show movies and then would have like a local band or somebody up on a makeshift stage where everybody's in the car. And that did, that was pretty cool that it kind of did put, I mean, if there's anything cool that came out of 2020, it's not a whole lot, but I mean, one of the things is that it kind of put drive-ins back up center, center stage, so to speak, for a while. And hopefully, you know, uh, something that we'll see you know, so hopefully by the spring or, the, or definitely by the summertime is that uh, the movie, th the big movie theater chains and big Hollywood releases will start rolling back out again, you know, in mass. That will be huge for everybody. Obviously, the movie industry, the theater industry, of course, but even like for us and here on the podcast and stuff, because throughout 2020, there were plenty of uh, horror movies and just other movies released, um, but they were more like straight to streamers and stuff like that. And we never once... Uh, throughout the entire calendar year, did one review of a 2020 movie. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll obviously try to turn that around pretty quick here in uh, the beginning of 2021, you know, and try to catch up on a few movies that we didn't watch last year. Yeah, we, we never once uh, reviewed or talked about any movies from 2020. So I guess we'll, we'll get into that here shortly about some that, you know, we, we all watched and uh, talk about that. But um, as far as television concerned, though, like, it, I think it definitely put a hurting on uh, uh, of TV, like, you know, new series and stuff like that. But I don't think it hurt that quite as much as it did the movie industry. Um, I think they've been cranking them out, you know, it's, it pretty much uh, with safety protocols in place and stuff. They got back to work, you know, after a few months or so. And uh, they've continued to push out new television series and stuff. Uh, does anything come to mind? Say, Will, um, any TV shows that you watched this year that kind of stand out that... Uh, you might want to speak on real quick, you know, just uh, something to look back on in 2020. Second season of Mandalorian. That's that's really been great. I mean, it's reinvigorated the Star Wars franchise. Absolutely. But honestly, like like at our house, most of our stuff has been like catching up on old shows that we never got around to finishing. Yeah, that's that's the other thing about all this is that we've had everybody's had more time at home. So uh, <laughs> I'd say a lot of people are probably very similar in that, like, now that you've got a little bit more time at home, um, you're just kind of binging on shows that uh, you might have got years behind on, you know. But, yeah, definitely uh, Mandalorian Season 2. That that was one of the highlights of 2020. Also, there were there were new seasons of uh, The Walking Dead, or at least uh, the tail end of the last season of The Walking Dead. But there were, there actually have been new seasons of Fear the Walking Dead 
And uh, there's a new Walking Dead series, a third series now called Walking Dead World Beyond. Myself, I'm not quite caught up on the World Beyond. I think we got a couple episodes to watch there, but we we are caught up on Fear the Walking Dead, so we're current on that as we sit here like in the mid-season break um, on that one. And uh, it's, it's been a pretty good season so far. On that, either have either of you guys been able to watch or catch up on any of those? I haven't yet. I, I, I'm way behind. No, not way behind, but I mean, the last of Walking Dead that I saw was when uh, shortly, uh, maybe an episode after Rick blew the bridge up. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm back there a little bit. Yeah, so you're two or two or three seasons behind, at least a couple for sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of so much other things now. Honestly, for me, I need I need to catch up on, it, and I will watch it. It's just. It kind of lost some luster for me for whatever reason. Is that I mean, because I used to watch it religiously. We, me and my wife would watch it, you know, as the episodes came out on on TV at the time they air or whatever. But but uh, yeah, here in recent seasons, I just haven't been doing that. I know I need to go back and catch up on that. And fear fear the Walking Dead. I've only seen part of the first season. Hadn't seen any of the uh, what was the third one now that they're up to? You said Walking Walking Dead. Uh, Walking oh, Dead. The third show. Uh, yeah, it's called Walking Dead World Beyond. That, that one's uh, yeah. a, a whole brand new one with like, you know, at least so far, no connections to the other two shows. And it takes place, like, I think it's like 10 years into the future. So like, you know, 10 years after um, all this stuff, you know, the zombie apocalypse or whatever. I guess it's around the same time frame as the other shows. You know, they're all kind of current, you know, concurrent now, I think. But yeah, that Fear the Walking Dead, man, they, they definitely shifted that after about season two or three. They brought in like a bunch of new cast members and took some old ones out. Like it's almost a completely different show mm-hmm. now than it was in season one. Like as far as cast and just the way that the oh, way yeah. the show is and everything. So yeah, you got a lot of catching up to do. But that, that's been a highlight. Yeah. That that's been a highlight throughout the year. At least there was some new stuff there and plenty of other new shows. I don't think there was an American Horror Story season this year, right? I think they kind of pushed that off into 2021 if i'm if i recall correctly i don't think there was a new one now how about the boys was the boys season two was that 2020 oh god yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that was, was great <laughs> that was good stuff yeah that was and i haven't watched that one yet like the second season yet oh you haven't seen it at all yet? oh no yeah oh. no no i have it's 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 damn yeah, good <laughs> yeah god i'm sure there's tons of other shows that we're just blanking on right away you know when you <laughs> it, all, it never fails when you get into these type of conversations you know like you start blanking. Oh, one thing but, I, did, well, I know then, I haven't seen any seasons of yet, but I, and I'm not even sure if a new one came out this year. But the the last king, the last kingdom, I haven't seen any of those yet. I haven't seen I'm that. Still, I need to get around to watch. It doesn't help that 2020 uh, feels like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why true. I wasn't sure about the boys. I'm like, was that 2019? Or yeah. Was that <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, felt like it. That's right. I mean, like ever since March, like we said, you know, and all this stuff went down, man. It's felt like three years and in, in, in less than what nine months it's just been dragging on so like even like just thinking about like the episodes that we did throughout 2020 i would think of some random movie like the leprechaun or something and i'm like yeah that's something we did last year no that was this year it was just <laughs> it's just been wrapped up in so many other things that we've done and it just feels like you know so long ago but yet you know it wasn't that long ago that we did stuff like that but yeah it's the, the time the calendar has been a little skewed this year for sure yeah <laughs> that that uh that uh Disney or Universal trip I was talking about felt like two years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's a contemporary that I'm talking about. Oh yeah, we went we um uh, my family and I we took a trip to Disney World in April of 2019, and I, I swear like that felt like it was five years ago for real. Like <laughs> even when I'm talking about it, I'm like yeah, that was like years ago. No, it was just you know as we just switched to 2021. No, it was just last year. You know. <laughs> But it just feels like Will, it's a Will just went a couple weeks ago, and it felt like two, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you just went over uh, uh, the, at the end of November, and it feels like it was uh, November of last year already. <laughs> so I, I guess that that naturally leads into you know generally what we always talk about is movies. So um, I guess just kind of a year in review of what we did get to see uh, in twenty twenty movie wise. Will I know you know we've had conversations uh, you know while we weren't recording about it. Like you you actually didn't see that many twenty twenty movies, did you? Yeah. No. I mean, you know. The issue that I have is that, you know, I've got two young kids, so it's kind of hard to watch movies with them. And then on top of that, I work an odd schedule. So, I, like, I usually go to sleep at about the same, same time they do because, like, we got to get up in the middle of the night. So, yeah, the, the, the issue that I have is, is time to watch it, you know, take in as many movies as I could. And uh, especially with COVID and trying to do homework with the kids, man, it's it's really hard. <laughs> To, to fit in some movies yeah my situation has been like i've been basically working in my garage since uh you know this all began so like i've been able to have movies playing while i'm doing my work you know so like i can have it on the tv playing you know it may not get my complete undivided attention but you know I, i've been able to catch up on some movies and shows that way so that's kind of helped me push my numbers up as far as the 2020 releases that being said i still haven't seen some of the biggest movies like tenant and a few others just kind of just haven't had time or, you know, like those, I look at that kind of movie as like one I want to sit down and pay attention to, you know, I can't just have that playing in the background. So I just haven't watched it yet. I've seen Tenet. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely something you need to sit down and solely focus on. Yeah, well... I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that in the theater, too, and yeah, I agree. <laughs> you, you definitely got to get that when you're in the body. <laughs> that, that one doesn't surprise me, considering it's a Christopher Nolan movie. So, like, you know, that, yeah. that that's when you need to be full attention. You know, you don't need to be kind of doing it in the background. Um, that being said, I guess we'll start with that one. What, where do you guys put that one as far as, like, one of your best of 2020? Is that is that high up? So-so? What, what do y'all say Honestly, since you've seen it? I didn't... Uh... I didn't tally for what I, for this podcast. I was tallying only like horror movies that I watched twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and I didn't put that one on here. But <laughs> well, as far as like, well, I mean, like we're, we're not necessarily apart, say non horror. Yeah, yeah. I horror, mean, we're not necessarily putting <laughs> pu- we're not necessarily putting the list together of like here's my top five favorite yeah. you know movies. Period. But would would that be in your top whatever if you were putting them in an order? Would that be one of the better ones of twenty twenty or or no? Yeah, I, and I, what I usually do too is I usually separate because I watch so many horror movies. I but all of us do it uh, is uh i have to end up separating them whether it's new 2020 movies or whether it's horror movies versus non-horror movies from 20 or 30 years ago i always separate them so for as far as say let's say non-horror movies i'd put it up there in the top of the movies i saw in 2020 mm-hmm. certainly up there in the top three will what about you yeah i'd probably put it up at the top of mine that's just because like and don't get me wrong it's not a bad movie by any means i think if, if you add in like a uh hamilton I think I've seen a total of uh, 20 things that came out in 2020. Or, I'm sorry, seven things that came out in 2020. <laughs> oh, 20, that's not a <laughs> so bad number. Not, oh, seven, never mind. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a long list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then me, if I, if I were to put those horror movies I was talking about from 2020 in there, it would be near the bottom. I'm not, And I'm not saying that because of the bad movies. Just I, lo- I did like quite a bit of the horror movies I saw in 2020, and I didn't see, of course, all of them that came out in 2020. I, my list is like 14. I think I was counting it up. I saw 14 horror movies that came out in 2020, or at least if one might have been made in 2019 or did some festivals in 2019, but didn't get an actual release for 2020 type of thing. And like I said, I didn't really tally up. I didn't even really think about any non-horror movies that I saw in 2020 when I made this list up, but Tenet was one of them. And I'm, I'm trying to think right now what other ones, like uh, Knives Out. I don't know if you consider that. I don't necessarily consider that a horror movie. I mean, it's comedy and it's got some, I don't know, mystery elements, I guess, or whatever. 
Ever did either, now, either of y'all see that one? Now, yeah, I actually did, but that one actually came out in 2019. Okay, see? Yeah, that's what I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put that on my list, but I, when I was thinking back about it, because the 2020 has felt so damn long, and I didn't research it because I, didn't yeah. really, I was really only putting together horror movies for this list, I was thinking that it was a 2020 movie. <laughs> yeah. There were some other movies like that. Like, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but I remember thinking, like, Man, that you know, like uh, that came out in 2019. That's I swear that was like 2016, 2017. But no, it was it was last year. You know, <laughs> it, it seemed like we'd already talked about that at some point. You know, in in this year yeah. when we were uh, doing another episode. But myself, I saw by my count. Now I counted all the movies just so I could kind of separate between horror. You know, tr- just trying to remember everything that I watched. So like, these are the horror movies. This is everything else, kind of thing. I managed to watch 15 horror movies and 34 movies total. Now, to be fair, most of these, well, I wouldn't say most, but I'd say at least 10 or 15 of these I saw like within the last month or so. I started cramming throughout the month of December, you know, just trying to catch up a little bit and watch some stuff. I still got plenty to watch, you know, as uh, as time goes on to catch up. But um, hopefully in 2021, I, you know, I'll speak for myself. I can try to keep up with it a little bit better than I did last year. You know, as far as like what I'm watching and, uh, you know, try to keep up with the new releases as best I can throughout the year. Smoke, what? so you said you watched 14 horror movies throughout the year, right? Yeah, yeah. So what what, uh, what were some of your favorites? I mean, not necessarily give me a top five or anything like that, but what were your, uh, you know, three or four or five of them that were your personal favorites that you saw? Yeah, I could probably give you, I could definitely give you my favorite of 2020. Yeah. And the other, say, five I list right now, some they, they probably could be in disorder. I'll start with the fifth one I got on this list. Like I said, these these first four aren't necessarily, you know, interchangeable or whatever. I guess, but the first one I did like the best of 2020. So I'll start with the fifth, uh, Invisible Man. And I guess we'll talk about these. I'll just list these off real quick, and then I guess we'll talk about them. And okay. as, you know, as any of us have all seen them together or not or whatever. But uh, so yeah, Invisible Man, Bliss, Bliss was one that didn't, as far as I know, didn't do any theatrical runs. Or it might have done some festivals or whatever before 2020 hit but can't even remember where i saw it it might have been on shutter some of these i can't remember streaming service a lot of them i have on we ended up buying on blu-ray or dvd anyways but i think that one was on shutter underwater and color out of space that one that definitely is my number two movie of 2020 and then my favorite of 2020 was possessor which was uh david cronenberg's son brandon cronenberg directed that and that one also i think might have had technically I can't remember if that's another one that might, if you look it up on IMDb, it might say 2019. I can't remember. That's a lot of these, when I'm looking them up for the year, they didn't have a wide release or whatever. They would do the festivals in 2019 and then was maybe going to be put out in 2020, but then, you know, Corona happened and all that. So it hit streaming services in 2020. Yeah, I'd say there's a lot of these movies that just, they, they like you said, they probably played some festivals and then were supposed to be wide releases later in the year or probably would have been. Um, maybe not yeah. slated for it, but probably would have been, but then they just got, you know, shelved because of everything going on i saw uh, of the ones that you mentioned there i saw underwater i saw the invisible man color out of space and i think that was it as far as the ones you just mentioned well you i think you you told me at one point you saw the invisible man right yeah 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 so like that i mean that's actually one that we all saw believe it (laughs) yeah that's probably the only one (laughs) yeah no like I, i don't know i felt that movie special effects wise was great Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they did that aspect of it really well, but like, like the story of it just really didn't. Like, there was just a lot of things where it was just like, "Why are you doing it this way?" 
I remember that one being a little long too, if I recall. Like you know, you probably yeah. could have chopped some time off of it. It was a little slow in some parts. Maybe that was to ratchet up the fear, you know, the, the feeling of fear or whatever that uh, that she was having. That you know, she didn't. That maybe is it. Maybe she's going crazy. Maybe not. Kind of thing. You know, you don't really know if she's being if she's really being messed with for a while there. I mean, you kind of think she is. The paranoia. Yeah, yeah, you know, but um, kind of ratchets that up. Maybe that's why. But. Um, yeah, I remember enjoying it. You know, it's probably uh, in my top, you know, five or six list there, roughly, out of the ones that I saw. It's, it's no, as far as Universal remakes go, it's no Tom Cruise the Mummy. But <laughs> well, what is? <laughs> I say that with full sarcasm. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to see the Possessor though. That uh, smoke that you mentioned, uh, I've heard a number of good things about that, including you know y- you uh, recommending it. So. That's definitely one that's on my list to watch next. Yeah, the thing, the thing about that is, too, and I, I can't remember where we watched it. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember now. Because it went to hit streaming. But, see, there's two different versions of it out. There's an uncut version and whatever. The, I don't know if they call it R-rated version or what. But we were going to buy the Blu-ray, saw it at Walmart. And, of course, Walmart are playing those old games they used to play where I guess if there's an uncut version of a movie and an R-rated version, they won't carry the uncut version for whatever reason. I don't know. Huh. I mean, even though they do have unrated movies in there the mm-hmm. indie films that get put out and whatnot just i just remember back in you know the i don't know 90s or early 2000s they used to do that too if there were two different versions of a movie because they're i don't know family oriented store or whatever the reasoning they don't always carry the uncut versions of the, but there is an uncut version of the movie out there on blu-ray i wanted to pick it up but I'm not getting it the r-rated version yeah i mean if you're going to get it you want you know every version available so i'm sure they have some yeah. Some dual release. Uh, we saw the uncut version on whatever the streaming service it hit when it when it got released on streaming. I can't remember. That's the one thing I need to start doing is writing these services down. I got so many of them. I mean, it was a paid thing though. I think it wasn't. It wasn't like it just hit Netflix or something or Shutter. Yeah, it was a it was a paid streaming thing you had to do. Like a rental, possibly like on Amazon. Yeah, something. something like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't buy it. It was like yeah, a rental. Of yeah, yeah. Something. But I don't remember where it was. I don't remember yeah. if it was Amazon Prime or. Or what? I would imagine just about any of these movies that we're talking about, if they're not streaming, like with a subscription on Netflix or Shutter or Hulu or whatever, I'm sure you could uh, rent just about every one of them on, either on Apple or um, Vudu or Amazon Prime or any of the or you know uh, Amazon whatever the hell they call it Prime Video is what they call it and, and a number of other services. Usually, like they'll have just about everything up for rental. Uh, it's just a matter of how much do you want to pay for the rental, you know? <laughs> you yeah. might you might pay what two, three, four dollars to rent some movies, and the other ones it'll be like uh, they consider them still in theater theatrical release, so it'll be like ten, fifteen, twenty bucks to rent it. So you're kind of making up the difference between not going to the theater or whatever, you know? There was a lot of movies. That was probably another thing too that came out of this year is that like uh, because there was no wide or uh, not as many wide releases in theaters. A lot of these services started doing like these uh, theatrical releases straight to their services. Like Disney Plus released Mulan, the, that live action Mulan remake. Oh, yeah. And you had to pay, what was it, like 30 bucks extra? Like 30 bucks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. on top of the, you know, whatever Disney Plus is per month, you had to pay like 30 bucks extra just to watch Mulan for like X amount of time. Like, I don't even think that wasn't even buying the movie. That was like. You get to rent the movie for thirty bucks for however long you got to rent it, which was a, basically to me, sound in my opinion, sound like a total rip. You know, if you're gonna pay that much, they should at least uh, give yeah. you a digital copy of it. But and there yeah. were a handful of others, yeah. like, you know, that, that got released that way um, this year. You know, where you paid a little bit extra 
and uh, you were able to rent it that way. So that that was probably another thing that uh, hopefully in 2020 will go away as far as the price point. You know, like that, that needs to come down a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, one thing we could touch on, too, that I, I didn't really think about it before we did this started this podcast. There's a schism, I guess you could say, between some of the product, the studios and theaters and streaming services as yeah. a result of Corona, basically, because I know there's been some talk of some of these movies bypassing theaters and going straight to streaming that were going to be theatrical releases. Yeah. And theater chains getting angry about that and saying they're not going to release they're not going to carry any movies from that this or this or that studio that does you know practices like that. I guess. Like again, I didn't think about that until we were until just now. Yeah, I yeah. Really do same here. Like I, I think I mean, that's something we could probably do for a whole show or something. Yeah, probably. Later. But I, I would imagine that's grandstanding on both ends because you know that it's a symbiotic relationship. They they both need each other. You know, specifically yeah. Hollywood and the theater chain. So I'm sure they're both just reacting. You know to this news negatively, but they know in the end they need to work together. I'm sure if uh, there's a theater chain that says, well, we're not going to carry Warner Brothers movies because blah, 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 I'm sure that will go away very quietly. You know, they might say that at first, and then two months from now, you know, like, hey, what do you know, Uh, Warner Brothers, we're cool now, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Because they're going to be getting desperate, you know, throughout this year um, for new releases, you know, so they're going to need all these big movie companies, Paramount, Warner Brothers, and all the rest to... uh, Sony and, 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 you know, the list goes on and on. They're going to need these companies and their movies and their releases to kind of like reopen their theaters. So I'm sure they'll all figure it out eventually. Warner Brothers was probably the big one as they announced later in the year that basically almost all of their 2021 theatrical releases were going to be released at the same time on HBO Max. Um, the caveat being that new release will only be on HBO Max for like a month. And then I guess they take it off of there, and then the only place you could see it would be a, th- a movie theater for a little while, and th- until it eventually comes out on Blu-ray and digital, and probably shows back up on HBO Max. But the first one that they did was uh, right on Christmas Day. They released Wonder Woman 1984 finally in theaters. Oh yeah, and on HBO Max at the same time. So, uh, and I think from what I understood, like the early returns on that were uh, pretty favorable. So. Um, I don't know if all of them will be like, you know, all the Warner Brothers releases will be like, you know, as successful as that was. But I think they said they did, they had done pretty well with it. And I, and I believe I read that it, it had made the most opening weekend box office uh, of any movie that has been released uh, since the pandemic began. So that that's good news. You know, maybe that'll help rebound a little bit, um, you know, doing it that way. But um, I'm sure it's definitely going to cut into the, thea- you know, the theater's bottom line um, if... Uh, that's an option just to sit at home and watch it on HBO max. You know, that that's definitely going to hurt them, but um, I'm sure they're not Warner brothers isn't crying either. Cause you know, that'll bring tons of subscribers over to HBO max as well. So um, I'm sure they will be fine. The theaters, you know, maybe not so much, but <laughs> Warner brothers ain't going to be hurting. That oh yeah. Either. One thing's for sure about 2020 is uh, a <laughs> streaming services been through the roof. I'm sure there are profits. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that they said net, at one point Netflix was as high as it's ever been, you know, as far as subscribers and yeah. everything. And I'm sure all the rest um, have seen quite a bit of success this year, too. So um, that, that's definitely been the thing. But, you know, I, I think it's kind of been going this way slowly but surely over the years anyways. And now this might finally be the catalyst to yeah. to make it, you know, to where like digital will be first and then the, theater kind of second fiddle to it you know yes unfortunately yeah i mean it's always been the other way right like theaters are always first you know first and uh, everything else i'm gonna be the grumbling i'm the grumbling old man that's what i'm gonna be because (laughs) i'm I'm that old school theaters vhs for god's sake yeah (laughs) 
Old man yells, and, uh, at, yells at Cloud. Yeah, they all, I just can't take kids and their damn digital streaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, you know, like get away from the the uh, the theater experience, man. I mean, yeah. That's the way you're supposed to see a lot of these movies. Yeah. And I know, and, and look, uh, we, we've had these conversations, and I'm sure we'll have them again, and maybe that's a whole episode, but I don't think the theaters will die. I'm starting to think, though, that like the big multiplexes might, though. You know, the. The 20, 25, yeah. 30 theater multiplexes, they might die. Yeah. This might kill them. Now, as old school as I am, I'm, I'd be fine with that, too. I'd be fine with the uh, independent theaters opening back up and not just showing new movies, but showing because you have the, the technology to do it and because these older movies probably won't, won't co- well, definitely won't cost you as much as some of the newer movies. I wouldn't mind seeing some theaters go up that used to be kind of like what you would say, the dollar theaters or value theaters. They just stream old movies out to the screen. You know? Yeah. Oh, old you, horror yeah. movies on Halloween. You have horror festivals and all this. Stuff. I'd love to see something like that. Well, they're out. already doing that. You know, a lot of the uh, states and stuff that ha- that uh, continue to let like AMC run, um, they've been showing old movies at AMC theaters. I know that, and uh, a handful of oh, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah, we they, saw Poltergeist and a couple other ones too. Die Hard, Gremlins in the theater. Yeah, I mean, like, in, uh, I, I know, I know, a lot of theaters have been doing that. So, like, you're gonna see they're already doing that, and you're gonna continue to see that for a while until. I just hope I just hope it boosts it a little bit more. I mean, because I, I definitely appreciate what they are putting out there. I just want to hopefully see more of that happening at least to where it's more than maybe just one day. Because sometimes you know they'll be so limited that it's one day at this time we'll be playing that movie, and that's the only time. You know? Yeah. Kind <laughs> of make it. I mean, not that they need to play Gremlins for like three weeks or anything. You know. Yeah. Well, it mix it up. You know, <laughs> for a, you, you play that for a week, maybe two, and then you know s- switch it out and get something else. You know, like. There, yeah. There's definitely a, a niche market for that. Will that bring everybody back wholesale? Probably not. No. But, you know, those are movies <laughs> that most people... It'll bring me back there every... Yeah, it might bring us but back, yes, but, you know, in mass... They're looking for, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It's not going to bring... Because it's just not enough. You know, like, most people own those movies, you know, on in one form or another already. They're, they're like, I'm not paying 40 bucks to go see Gremlins again, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, some people will, but not a lot, you know, so they'll, they want those new, getting back to the point, they want those new releases. So hopefully uh, we'll start to see more and more as the year progresses here. That being said, once it starts to catch up, man, we're in for a hell of a year. You know, once the, the doors fling wide open, man, like a lot of the movies that oh, were yeah. supposed to come out last year, uh, now coming out this year, you know, you should have a pretty impressive slate eventually, you know, later into the year that we get. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, but I, would, I, I would almost say, like, like you know, yeah, like as far as blockbusters, I mean, there's going to be a ton of them next year. But, you know, like your mid-level movies that kind of, you know, surprise you and end up, you know, like kind of highlighting the year. Um, mm-hmm. Like, those aren't going to have spaces to play now. Oh, yeah. Like, that'll be probably one of the uh, the hardest parts is that, and that's what I was getting to about the multiplexes. You know, like a lot of those bigger 25 screen movieplexes might not ever open back up again, which is going to mean screen screen available screens are going to be a premium. And uh, what's going to sell more tickets, the latest Marvel movie or, you know, your little kind of artsy fartsy, you know, art house indie flick, you know, (laughs) which one's going to sell more tickets? Well, they're going to, you know, if they need if they need to play 20 screens in a theater, they're going to play. They'd probably rather play 15 screens of the next Marvel movie than they would all those movies because you're not going to be able to get anybody in to watch them, you know? So, um, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm not used to you agreeing. (laughs) It's time 
to refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand with a parade of items to tempt your taste. Hot buttered popcorn, golden good and fresh from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich and full of flavor, ice cream and other good things to eat, plus ice cold Coca-Cola. So bright, so bracing, with a taste and tingle all its own. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out the service. Like we always talk about, you know, like you sign up for the trial, you get a credit. You can take that credit and cash it in for like a free audiobook on Audible. You can cancel the service if you don't, you know, you don't think you're going to use it, and you get to keep that one audiobook. So it helps us out, gives you a free book to listen to, um, win-win for everybody. Uh, I just looked up horror on Audible just to find a few examples of something you could you know, use your credit on. Um, I found something called The Haunted by Bentley Little. Uh, that one's a little under 12 hours long. Uh, Fantastic Land, a novel by Mark, oh, I'm sorry, Mike Bokoven. Um, that one is just over 10 hours long. And uh, this one looks pretty good. Um, the Best Horror of the Year, Volume 8. By Ellen Datlow, that's the editor, and I, I'm assuming it's a, a whole collection of authors. That one is just over 14 hours long. Um, so, you know, plenty of uh, uh, options on there. You know, Stephen King, all the best not, uh, uh, authors are on there. If any of those sound interesting or, you know, you want to go on there and check some stuff out for yourself, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash spookshow again. That's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audio book. So uh, everything that we've said so far, you know, before we get back into like the horror movies and our, our recommendations and stuff like that, I just found the uh, the box office. I, I thought this was interesting since this is going to be one of those, 2020 is going to go down as probably the weirdest year in movie history for sure. But um, as far as like money made, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy looking back on it. I, I'll just give you the top 10 of 2020 for the the U.S. domestic box office for 2020. Number 10, The Call of the Wild. That's the Harrison Ford, I guess, remake or whatever, that old classic novel, Call of the Wild. Um, That one made $62 million. Number 9, The Invisible Man. That one made $70.4 million. Number 8, Little Women. That one uh, actually... I think that might have actually been a 2019 release, but, you know, I think it was like Christmas last year or, you know, in 2019. Ah that that came out. So the box office, it made 108 total. I guess for the year, it made 70.5 in the year of 2020. Number seven, Doolittle. That came out in January, 77, just over 77 million. Number six, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> so basically, you can just say the Harley Quinn movie. That one came out back in February. It made 84, just over 84 million. Number five, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which once again came out right before Christmas of 2019. It actually made over 500 million, but it was 100. It made 124 million in 2020. So it, it actually makes the top five of 2020, even though it came out in 2019. Um, that just shows you how crazy this year was. Um, same deal with number four, Jumanji, the next level. Uh, it came out December 13th of 2019 and it made 124.7 million in 2020. Number three actually came out in 2020. Sonic the Hedgehog came out in uh, Valentine's Day 2020. It made $146 million. Number two, another one that came out in 2019, 1917. Um, it made $157.9 million and it, even though it came out on Christmas Day of 2019. And then number one actually came out in 2020, Bad Boys for Life. 
made $206.3 million. It came out in uh, January 17th of 2020. I'm sure other movies would have come out and smoked these movies that I just spoke of. And how many there didn't even come out in 2020? One, two, three, four. Four of those top ten didn't even come out in 2020. They just made a ton of money, you know, once the calendar flipped over. So, yeah, it's it's been a pretty crazy year as far as the box office is concerned. And Tenet, which, you know, was... Tenet was supposed to be like the big savior of the box office or whatever. It only made 57, total $57.9 million. So that just shows you that people just didn't quite trust enough to go out in droves for a movie that probably would have made double or triple that. Hell, maybe even quadruple that uh, if everything was normal. Yeah. Uh, it only made 57.9. That Bad Boys for Life will end up being the number one movie of 2020. It's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> Nothing against that movie. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's fine, but... That's definitely not the movie that would have been number one otherwise, right? So, what are, what are you talking about? Oh, that's Will Smith. He's a uh, box office gold, right? <laughs> yeah, in 1996. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that surprised me that the tenant didn't overtake that. I guess I'm. I don't know. I mean, 2020 is just a weird year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and it's no surprise too that like all the ones that actually did come out in 2020 on this list, almost all of them came out before the pandemic. You know, like uh, January, February, February, January, February, February. Those were all the ones released in 2020 that made the top 10. So all, pretty much all the movies that came out pre-pandemic were the ones that ended up in the top 10. And then the 2019 movies. Nothing that came out after that, you know, basically has made any kind of substantial money other than Tenet. That's the only one. And I guess now, you know, you might be able to throw Wonder Woman 1984 in there you know, by the actual uh, final numbers come in from 2020. But yeah, like I said, crazy year for the box office for sure. So yeah, there were some some movies that were supposed to come out that we still didn't see, like the new 007 movie, um, A Quiet Place Part 2. Remember, we've talked about that before. There was supposed to be a new Conjuring movie, The Conjuring 3, which I think was called like The Devil Made Me Do It or something like that. That was supposed to come out this year. We never saw it. Mo and, and like I said before, most of these movies were pushed into 2021 and some maybe even might end up being pushed into 2022, depending on how the early part of, of this year goes and, you know, how they continue to move forward after that. But the new Mutants, I think that thing had been pushed back like years before it finally came out, you know. <laughs> I think that new 007 movie, by the way, is No Time to Die, if I'm not mistaken, that was the name of it. That one got pushed uh, a number of times and finally into uh, 2021, which I think that was kind of the one that finally uh, closed down the AMC, the or uh, I'm sorry, not AMC, the Regal Theaters in the U.S., right? It was like... When they push that movie into next year, they're like, all right, well, screw it. We're done. Uh, we're calling 2020. <laughs> that movie, St. Maud, wasn't that one that's supposed to be one of like the more highly anticipated horror movies of the year? We never saw that, right? Candyman, that was you know the remake of uh, the 90s horror classic Candyman. That was supposed to come out and got pushed up. Uh, tons of other uh, movies. And, some, and that new Top Gun movie, Maverick, that was supposed to come out. Uh, that new yeah. Ghostbusters movie. Um, the kind of, I guess it's kind of a sequel reboot kind of, I guess it's more of a sequel cause it has the original cast in it. Plenty of others that just got pushed like, and then, and then like when they gave up on them, they pushed them all the way, like a calendar year. Like <laughs> they didn't just say, all right, well maybe January. No, they went like, all right, screw it. We're not, that's not coming out this year. You'll see it next summer. You know, so like they, they just pushed it in the next, in the summer of 2021. So like once again, uh, proves that like this year is going to be huge when these movies start rolling out. Um, we just got to get there. You got you got to think a lot of these movies are going to step on each other's feet too. Like like whatever was going to make a huge box office is probably going to get chopped down some because 
Yeah, the the Conjuring came out and it had like a good initial weekend, but then the following weekend, uh, uh, I don't know, the Eternals came out and that blew that out of the water. And then right after that, you know, like I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head, you know, like uh, like Space Jam comes out, you know, like I, I feel like all these movies are gonna be stepping on each other's toes. Yeah, I mean you're probably right, and, and in some regards, they'll probably because look they'll. Once we get back to the point where everybody's going back to the theaters again, they'll all want to make as much money as they possibly can. So I would imagine they'll try to clear the calendars a little bit um, to help each other out. So, well, maybe not necessarily here. Paramount's going to help out Disney or something like that, right? But just the fact that, like, look, we all want to make money, so let's spread this out a little bit. You know, uh, maybe the big ones come out, and then it's a couple weeks before the next big one comes out kind of thing, you know. And I'm sure, like I said, they'll push some of these even into 2022 because – they all want to make as much as they can. So um, with the movies that were supposed to come out, we'll get pushed forward. And then the movies that were, uh, you know, supposed to come out in 2020, we'll get pushed into the early months and into the summer. But I would imagine we're probably, even as we sit here in January, we're probably still looking at March, April, May, by the time people probably really start feeling comfortable enough to start going in mass again right probably by the summer it sets up to be a big summer movie season and probably a, a way bigger than normal fall into winter you know come later this year and into 2022 well how many uh of the a handful of movies that you watched this year how many of them were actually horror like just the invisible man was that the only one yeah yeah no that's it i mean i can go ahead and read my list because it's so short yeah yeah go for it uh <laughs> Uh, we watched Doolittle. Pretty sure that was on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Birds of Prey, that was on DVD. Invisible Man, we saw at a drive-in. Trolls World Tour, <laughs> we saw at a drive-in. Tenet and Wonder Woman 84 uh, were you know, either streaming or on DVD. But the only thing that I didn't mention in through all that is uh, Hamilton. You know, like it came out on Disney Plus this year. But, I mean, obviously, that's been a play that's been on Broadway and traveled the country. You know, so it's kind of iffy to put that on there. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that movie was, like, kind of the rare example this year of a movie that actually got moved up. Because, if I'm not mistaken, I think that movie was actually supposed to come out, like, say, around the holidays. I guess because of everything going on, and they and they pretty much already had it ready to go. They were just like, screw it, let's just go ahead and release it now. So they just decided to release it like in July or August or whatever it was, you know, just kind yeah. of as a thing, you know, to bring people into Disney Plus or whatever. But, yeah, that was one of the rare exceptions of something we saw a little early because of, uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, because of the pandemic, uh, even though everything else yeah. got pushed off. But from what you saw there, what was like, I guess since you didn't have that many, what were your probably your favorite couple of movies there? Out of that, I'd say Hamilton first, Tenet second, and then a tie for everything else in third. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't se- and I haven't like had a, a very chance- distant tie. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch Wonder Woman yet. So I'm guessing you didn't really think very highly of it then. If that, if what you're saying is no, not really. Because hmm. that'll that's definitely one I want to check out soon. And like like I said, keep in mind with the HBO Max stuff, like with Wonder Woman, that only is out for a month. So like uh, you kind of need to get on that. You know, whenever these things do release on HBO Max, like watch them as soon as you can because they don't last forever. So uh, yeah, I need to check that one out here pretty soon before. We run out of time, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say definitely it's it's worth a watch, but I wouldn't say it was a. I'm glad I didn't go to the movies and watch it. Mm-hmm. Smoke, have you had a chance to watch that one yet, Wonder Woman? No, I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. We yes. we did see some movies in the theater here recently. I mean, well, of course, early on, but also 
movie theaters here in South Carolina reopened a little while back. I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet, though, but I did see, I mean, as far as movies I saw in the theater this year, it was Invisible Man, Come Play, The Hunt, uh, Gretel and Hansel, which Gretel and Hansel, again, that's one of those movies I could have sworn was like 2018 that I saw that, or 2019, 2020. Nope, nope, that um, came out and, like back uh, in like January or yeah. February or something. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely why it feels nope, like nope, it. Saw it two weeks ago. Corona, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was oh, Freaky and the New Mutants. That was probably the the newer ones that after the reopening that I saw in here. Not you know horror ones. Yeah, I want to watch. I, that's another one that's obviously I got a bunch on my list, but Freaky was one I really wanted to watch and I never got a chance to get around to it. You know, before we recorded this, so. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'll be watching that one pretty soon, but myself, I'll just list out, I'll list off all the horror movies that I saw, and then I'll just kind of give you my personal favorites. Uh, I saw The Grudge, Underwater, The Invisible Man, The New Mutants, Amulet, The Turning, You Should Have Left, The Babysitter, Killer Queen, um, a couple that are kind of fringe horror, but it's, it, you know, it is horror technically, uh, Hubie Halloween and The Witches. Which, you know, those are kind of family-friendly, you know, comedies, but, you know, still kind of in that same realm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I did see Hubie Halloween, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I put that one down. <laughs> um, the Craft Legacy, Color Out of Space, VFW, The Pale Door, and Relic. I'd say out of those, you know, out of the ones that I watch, and like I said, I got obviously, I, you just heard the list, so there's definitely some bigger ones that I need to see, like Possessor and... A handful of others like Freaky and, and some that I want to see just haven't got to see yet. I'd have to say probably my, my personal few favorites were like Color Out of Space, Underwater. That was really good, although it's, you know, like, spoiler alert. Like I said, once again, we are a spoiler podcast, so, uh, you know, we, we kind of do spoil things uh, once we get into the movies themselves. But this is a little bit of a spoiler on Underwater. It's basically uh, Alien Underwater. Right, like the original Alien movie, Underwater, right? <laughs> yeah, if you like, if you like Alien, then you probably will enjoy this movie. And I, I don't, you know, not to say that it's a shot-for-shot remake of no, Underwater no. or whatever, but the, the feeling is definitely there. But that, actually, those two movies you just mentioned have something else in common. Color Out of Space is very obviously has it in common as H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Uh, yeah. It's based on the H.P. Lovecraft story. But Underwater is sort of uh, unofficially has something to do with it. And I don't want to, I won't get, I won't say who it is, but there, there's a possible thing in this movie from a Lovecraft story. I won't give it away as what it is or what it yeah. is, but they don't call it that in the store, in the movie or anything, but it's kind of, I don't know, I haven't really read any interviews with the filmmakers involved, but a lot of the reactions or reviews or whatever I saw from people kind of agree that this thing in this movie is very much yeah, I would, Lovecraftian, if not directly ima- Lovecraft related. Yeah, I would imagine exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, that it's, <laughs> it, it must be. The Invisible Man was pretty good, but I'll, I'll tell you, uh, that movie, You Should Have Left, which was uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, he was back with the guy that like uh, made uh, Stir of Echoes back in like the late 90s, which I'm blanking on his name right away without looking it up. That movie was really well done, and, and it has a, a, a definite, definite good twist to it, for sure, and I would highly recommend that one. Uh, yeah, I need to watch that one. That was one I didn't get around to in 2020 yet. Relic was pretty good, too. Now, I've seen that's been pretty high on some lists. I don't know if I'd quite put it as, like, I guess it's kind of one of my favorites, but not really. I wouldn't necessarily say it was the best of the year, even out of the ones I've seen. I would I would much rather sit down and watch Underwater or uh, You Should Have Left or Color Out of Space before I'd sit down and watch Relic. I mean, it, it was, not saying it was bad. It was just kind of, I guess that's one of the, more of the, one of those kind of like a horror movies that has more of a meaning to what you're seeing. You know, like, 
you're watching a horror movie, yeah, and, and, and it's spooky and things are chasing people around and stuff, but, like, there's a deeper meaning to that movie, you know, about life and stuff. So I guess, I guess as a movie, you know, it's probably a better movie, but, like, as far as entertainment, entertainment value... I wouldn't think it's quite as high as those other movies that I mentioned. Yeah, it's funny because I saw that one too, but but it's one of those I saw it earlier on at some point, and I don't remember a lot about. I mean, not that I, I liked it. I mean, I remember I was going over the movies too, and my wife like, "What did we watch?" And all they watched, and it's like, "Oh, you watched the Relic," and I couldn't I couldn't yeah. remember the gist of the Relic until I kind of looked up the trailer for it again. Oh yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to rewatch it again because it's like you said, it's one of those. It's just not like just a fun horror movie to watch. It's got some other deeper meanings and things going on, and definitely. Yeah. As, As a, I can attest to, needs a second viewing. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, honestly, everything you just said should tell you all you need to know about that movie. Like, you know, not saying it's forgettable. It's just kind of like it is what it is once yeah. you watch it, and you're probably not going to remember it a year from now, you know? like, And, that, and that's kind of the yeah. point to me. Like, it ha- for me to uh, put it on my top five, so to speak, you know, as a top movie I enjoyed, it has to be something that I really liked and I would sit down and watch again. And I don't know if Relic necessarily is one that I can say that about. So... And that's kind of my prerequisite, but hey, you know, everybody, to each their own, right? So I guess really, I mean, uh, do either of you guys have anything else to, to wrap up 2020? I mean, I think we've probably said about all that needs to be said about that year and uh, leave it in the rearview mirror, right? And ho- hopefully 2021 is uh, even better for the, the horribleness of 2020. So <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's kick 2020 down the street and kick it out the door. Fine. Yeah. Gone. Done. 2020. Wash your hands of it. <laughs> 2020. Fuck it. <laughs> like I said, the, the redheaded book... bastard stepchild. Oh, I'm sorry, all you redheaded. Yeah. <laughs> that that one listener that's a redheaded stepchild is. Hey, I'm tired of this shit. I'm not listening to your show anymore. These assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like like I said at the beginning, uh, 2020, the book was better. That that's just going to be the name of this episode because. <laughs> Uh, if someone had wrote a book about this, surely it's got to be better than what we just lived through. That being said, on, on our, uh, we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled program, so to speak, on the uh, next episode. And we're going to be watching a movie that actually came out in 2020, VFW, which technically by IMDb was a 2019 movie, but like it didn't come out until like February 14th of 2020. So we're going to say that's a 2020 movie. Um, Because I'm sure it's like one of those festival things, too, you know, where it probably played at like some horror fest in 2019 and then finally came out uh, wider in 2020. But anyways, the IMDb synopsis for VFW is a group of old war veterans put their lives on the line to defend a young woman taking shelter in their local VFW post who's running from a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of drug-addled punks. So... (laughs) Not necessarily horror, you know, because even on IMDb it's listed action, crime, horror. Um, but, you know, it falls straight directly into our category of movies. So we're going to be checking that out on the next episode. And uh, you guys said you haven't watched it yet, right? Yeah, that's one I've been anticipating watching. For whatever, I mean, we bought it on Blu-ray, but I just haven't got around to watching it. So I'm really eager to see that one. No, no, I haven't seen it. Um, I've actually already watched this one, and I, and I watched it recently, too, like just in the last couple of weeks. Um, you guys are going to enjoy this for sure. <laughs> we'll get our star ratings and we'll get your thoughts on the next episode, but I think y'all are going to enjoy it. So we got that to look forward to. Something that I think you will enjoy and we look back on 2020 as something that no one enjoyed. So I guess with that being said, we'll go ahead and uh, close out this shitty year and begin a new one. So uh, happy new year to everybody out there in Spook Show land. And uh, for Will and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast and we will see you next time for VFW. <laughs> Be for
Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.